somewhere there is a parallel universe where Bernie Sanders is actually president. And all that it took to get that was a bunch of killer raccoons dressed up like elves and Santas. Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Ladies, pew and ha ha, gentle, woohoo, men, pew. Welcome to the four uh, most exciting weeks of the podcast. Uh, yes, it's another digital citizen. End of the year and beginning of the year, a roundup and beginning, uh, as we do every year. And with me, I have Trivial Theater. Hello, Trip. Hello. How are you? Hi. Do you Hi. know what? We killed Luke this week, and he's not here. You know what? I, I never liked that son of a bitch. He oh, always standing fuck. there with his, I like this movie, and I like that TV show, and can yeah. you believe this person did oh, this? I mean, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> He's so irritating. No wonder we don't have him on the show, right? I know, right? Oh, thank God. So, oh, uh, I, I just came out of the bush. Uh, oh. uh, I just came out oh. of the uh, Australian outback. How, what are you guys doing? How's it going? Nothing. Oh, hi! How, think, how are you? Oh, so nice to see I you I hope there. nobody's been talking shit about me or anything. No, no, no. no. no we, I, I really wanted to hear your opinions about movies and TV shows and that thing that happened, you know, with that one guy. Yeah. Hi, uh, hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Hi. It's going pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, four busy weeks for us, Look, It's the beginning of the end. Uh, it is the of the year. Moi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we are going to jump right into it. We're starting with the best movies of 2023. Uh, we will talk about uh, some things later. But uh, yeah, this is a different uh, kind of episode. So, hello, everyone. But we will start with number five best movie of this year. I am going to start. I'm going to start the ball. Uh, I'm going to start with a movie that uh, I just uh, watched with Luke. Uh, I'm going to give my number five place to leave the world behind. I really, really dig that movie. Uh, It sits with me, like, still. I I just thought of it today, actually. I was like, fuck, that was a really good movie. So it is about this family vacationing on Long Island, and uh, then they see a boat, and uh, some strange things happen, and they hear news of a blackout, and it's a M. Night Shyamalan movie without M. Night Shyamalan, and... Maybe one of the better performances I have ever seen by Julia Roberts and Mahershala Ali. Fucking love this movie. It's so out of left field as well. Uh, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. 67 on Metacritic. 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 51% of Google users liked it. Do you find that a tiny bit weird and low look? Well, I think there's like a political message happening in that movie that some people could disagree yeah. with, and so maybe yeah. they're giving it a negative score because they don't. Well, also, there it for certain people it could just be generally confusing. Also, yeah, right, all totally, especially climate deniers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what, there are especially climate deniers. 
Wars. Come on. <laughs> you seen this movie, Trip? I have not. I'm kind of behind the curve at the moment, but uh, definitely on the list. Yeah, I think it came out two weeks, three weeks ago. So it's very yeah. new, and yeah. it's definitely worth checking out. Nice. It is. I gave it a 9.5 when we talked about it, so that's why it's my number five. That's All a good right. reason. I think I'll go next, yeah? Yeah, sure. Go forth. My number five, uh, Hunger, also a Netflix movie. This was oh, from yeah. April. Um, that was good. It's a Thai movie, believe it or not, Tha- from mm-hmm. Thailand. Uh, Oi runs her family's stir-fried noodle restaurant in an old uh, quarter of Bangkok. One day she receives an invitation to leave her family business and join Team Hunger, Thailand's number one luxury chef uh, luxury chef table team uh, led by mm-hmm. Thai's most famous chef. Um, yeah, this was a really interesting kind of commentary on... Uh, capitalism at the same time mm-hmm. being a really interesting movie about cooking. I mm-hmm. I had two movies, th- this and They Clone Tyrone, were like tied mm-hmm. for my number five spot. Um, it's kind of funny that you say that because I have that like in, in my number six, I have Hunger, and number seven, I have They Clone Tyrone. <laughs> and they were super tied for me, but yeah. I just. The scene, there's a certain scene where she cooks, actually cooks fried rice for the guy, and yeah, and she yeah. beats the other, uh, this very, very experienced, kind of cocky chef uh, to get the job, and that room, that scene uh, took it over the top of They Clone Tyrone for me to put it at my mm. number five, yeah. Yeah. Is this a movie you've seen, Trip? I... <laughs> It's probably a lot of them I'm going to say no to, and I apologize for that in advance. <laughs> well, the thing is, me and Fro really literally watch, what, a movie a week together? So, yeah, uh, we've, at least. <laughs> we've seen 50 movies just together, and actually, I wrote this down, which this could be interesting to mention. Um, I think last year, I, I thought it was interesting just because we had the, the strike, the two strikes, mm-hmm. I guess, this year. Mm-hmm. But I only saw... Uh, let's see, 10 less movies this year than I did last year. Actually, 8 less. Oh, wow. I saw 120 movies last year in total, and this year I saw 113? Oh, so 7 movies okay. less. Wow. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting just because you would think there would be less movies to see this year, but not yeah. really. Not really. We had yeah. plenty of cinema. So, Triv, yeah. you're number 5. Uh, let's see. So my number five is uh, kind of one that's outside. Well, I guess everything that you guys have brought forward so far is outside the box. But this is one from Sweden called The Conference. Oh, and, um, we watched so this good. together. This is one of the fifty movies yeah. me and Froze saw together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it so much. It was so. It's kind of in the spirit of um, Office Uprising or the Belko Experiment, only yeah. kind of horror based. And it's actually quite got quite a lot of comedy as well. And horror and comedy are kind of my perfect duo if you can find one basically mm-hmm. the idea is a team building conference for um municipal employees turns into a nightmare when accusations of corruption start to circulate and plague the work environment at the same time a mysterious figure begins murdering the participants and the great thing is he's murdering them while wearing the corporate kind of um uh, mascot get up mm-hmm. and it's it's incredibly funny it's the kills are very interesting um the the people you, you really you don't necessarily know who's gonna who's gonna eat it and who's gonna survive, 
Mm. Um, it has a 5.7 on IMDb and uh, 72 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's available on Netflix, and it is a fantastically fun movie. Highly suggest it. Yeah, I really loved it as well. Like, I, 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 I said it was uh, the Swedish version of Scream. Mm-hmm. I compared yeah. it to very much the Blackening, which came out earlier yeah. this year. Uh, oh yeah, it has that, comedy horror. That I didn't like, yeah. but I looked it. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Yeah, I liked that one far less than than uh, than the conference. But I think they had a similar like vibe more than anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just too like I I don't catch as much foreign horror as I should. So being able to catch this one and to really enjoy it. And I, I haven't seen a lot of like stuff from Sweden or kind of Scandinavian countries, so it was fun to see their take. So, well, my number four is a French comedy slash horror anthology movie. It is Smoking Causes Coughing. Uh, oh, nice! Jesus Christ, I love this movie. Six point five out of ten on IMDb, ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy four on Metacritic. Five villagers are sent on a week-long retreat after fighting a demon turtle <laughs> as their commander <laughs> senses their team spirit is uh, waning. However, their sojourn is disappeared when the Emperor of Evil, Lessard, uh, plots to destroy the planet Earth. Jesus Christ, I love this. <laughs> I, I, I think it's the combination of it being very independent and so out of left field. That really, really got me. I, I, uh, I was making the list, and I, I am going to be honest. Like this was my number three for a very, very long time until I remembered a movie that I liked a tiny bit better. But yeah, this was so much fun. I think this is one of those movies that like uh, people could discount it because they think it's low quality or something, but they don't mm-hmm. realize that it's making fun of Power Rangers which is already mm. low quality, right? And so mm. it, that can be confusing for some people when they see it and go, well, this looks super low budget and, like, they didn't even try or something, but they actually did try yeah. to make it look like Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the ending of yeah. that movie was amazing. Oh, so love that ending. <laughs> so good. It's been on my list. I It, it, it stands, it, it seems a lot like... Um, uh, what is it? Jesus found the way to the road, or something like that. Like it just has that, that really crazy, just over the top energy, and you know that it's going to be fun regardless. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, my number four is Frozen number five. Leave the world behind. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's going to happen occasionally. So we're going to double up, yeah. but uh, <laughs> it's always interesting when we it's we have the exact same number, but this one, mm. uh, yeah. Like Fro said, it's definitely just a super interesting kind of introspective piece where you kind of always are questioning what's happening. And even after it's mm-hmm. finished and the conclusion happens, then you're even questioning, well, what does that mean? Even after the yeah. ending happens, you're questioning. Uh, and we found out, me and Fro, that it, it is directed by Sam Esmel, who made Mr. Robot, and what we found out is that it's actually mm-hmm. part of the Mr. Robot extended universe. I don't know if you saw that, mm-hmm. Triv, the TV show. I did, yeah. Well, parts of it, I didn't catch oh, the whole thing, so but good. incredibly good, yeah. Yeah, so this yeah. movie takes place somewhere in that extent, like, uh, what, Mr. Robot CU, or whatever you want to call cinematic mm-hmm. universe. <laughs> 
Which is, he's kind of going for, what, like a Tarantino-esque feel to it when mm-hmm. you think about it. Like, Very much. Yeah, oh, so yeah, yeah. that adds to the mystique of the movie, but, I mean, the scores are not uh, terribly great, 75% on Rotten no, Tomatoes. it's not that good. But We like it much better than other people. I think we, we saw it in kind of... Um, we're blown away. Oh, like when we first went into it, we were like, "This can't be that great." But it actually, yeah, um, yeah. I could see it getting at least maybe like, I don't know, a, a nominated for some award. It was produced so. by Barack Obama. I did not know that until yeah, just now. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Julia Roberts, nice. Sam Esmail, and Barack Obama produced this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just to draw three names out of a hat of famous people. Right, that, that totally. To <laughs> well, it is Netflix, and Brock has his Netflix uh, deal or whatever, so. Yeah. Also good. <laughs> Your number four, Trev. Okay, my number four uh, is Evil Dead Rises. and Oh, yeah. I just, th- there hasn't been an evil dead property that I haven't thoroughly enjoyed. And I thought this one was a really interesting take on the original material while doing its own thing. Um, so, uh, the basic storyline is a reunion of two estranged sisters gets cut short by the rise of flesh, fresh, flesh possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of the family imaginable. And, uh, they didn't seem afraid to take risks with this. Like, you had mm-hmm. possessed teenagers. You had possessed kids. I I appreciate that. Hell, they used a cheese grater. I mean, that was outside <laughs> the box and fun. Um, and I absolutely adore a good um, uh, wood chipper kill. Like they're just oh, yeah. you don't see them much, but when they do them, they do them well. I've seen three, and this one was just blew me away. It was it was gory and weird and fun and mm-hmm. absolutely ad- adored it. Um, had a six point five on IMDb and an eighty four uh, in Rotten Tomatoes. So it has some in 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 innovating uh, like really fun kills. I I really dig it as well. Uh, oh yeah, it's 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 the top, uh, definitely in my top five uh, horror movies. But Jesus Christ, they are so good. Yeah, it's on my short list, definitely. It, mm-hmm. I gave it an 8 out of 10 at the time. I, it nice. definitely took, it went away from the original kind of idea yeah. of the Evil Dead series, where, like, it wasn't as mm-hmm. comedic as the original, like, you know, stuff. But it, And it also surprised me because the TV show was terrible, and this one came back yeah. and actually, like, <laughs> reinvigorated yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the series. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And just like the fact that they had all the dead bodies like coming back and kind of doing their thing. And I know that they'd done that in the in the past, but not mm-hmm. to like people not associated with what was going on. Like you knew something bad was coming, but they did it in a really nice way. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was I was I was surprised, which maybe makes it higher on my list, too. Well, my number three is uh, someone I have a deep respect for. It is Ari Aster's newest movie, Bow is Afraid. Oh, Holy fuck. Nice. That movie surprised the fuck out of me. Joking Phoenix uh, is uh, one of the best things about that movie. His role protection uh, in that movie is amazing. So it's about this man uh, that makes regular visits to his therapist to manage his anxiety. 
and find himself challenged when he embarks on a tumultuous and emotional odyssey to get his uh, to get his home to his mother. I I love Ariaster and A24 uh, never fucking disappoints me. 6.8 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 63% on Metacritic. I think that's really, really low for such an amazing movie with Parker Posey as well. And Amy Ryan was so good in this. Yeah, it was on my top five most anticipated of last, or, or I guess of this year. Um, and I think it kind of, something happened with like the, the release of it where uh, it didn't get as much like um, promotion as I think it yeah. should have. And I think that maybe affected the I scores. Agree. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. All right, my number what three? No, three. my number three. Yeah. Um, inside. I don't know mm-hmm. if either of you saw this. Did either of you see this? Saw it or, yeah. or saw it, but I or saw it uh, promoted. Have not seen it. Right. It's yeah. um, it's interesting because it's very easy movie to make. I would say because it's mm-hmm. all in one location. Um, it says a high end art thief becomes trapped inside of a luxury high-tech penthouse in New York's Times Square after his heist go doesn't go as planned. Once locked inside with nothing but priceless works of art, he must use his cunning and invention to survive. Right, so he gets trapped inside... Uh, trapped inside this super... it It's like totally AI-controlled house. And so it, the AI has control of the water coming from the house and all these other things. He can't get out, out. He can't do anything to try to survive this. So this is starring William Defoe as the main character. And that's literally like the only actor in the entire movie because mm-hmm. it's all in one apartment and it's all one actor, uh, which I, I love, uh, kind of simplistic, uh, production in movies. It, I always like, some people really enjoy seeing like a Michael Bay film, but for me, having something this simplistic be enter- entertaining as a Michael Bay film is harder mm-hmm. to do, and that makes me yeah. appreciate it more. Um, yeah, this is definitely worth checking out. It it has a air of like man versus machine, as far as like the feeling of it. Uh, six sixty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, five point five out of ten on IMDb. So not great scores, but I think you just need to see it to understand it and it might just be a luke right. movie also there's that that sounds no, it's, a, it's a it's a fro and luke movie <laughs> i fucking love this oh okay yeah it's a very much uh, long on my short list all right so my number three takes a little bit of a turn um i went to see the teenage mutant ninja turtle mutant mayhem with my friend and her kids <laughs> and i was like oh god it's gonna be a kids movie but honestly I really appreciated this movie. Like, I know kids' movie and all the rest, but there was something really special about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I watched Across the Spider-Verse a while back, and the animation was fun and interesting, but what they do in this movie was, I don't know, it was just, it felt next level, like a step above uh, Across the Spider-Verse, and I, I really, really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. So after years of being sheltered from the human world, the Turtle Brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and to be accepted as normal teens. Their friend April O'Neil helps them take on a mysterious crime syndicate, but they soon get it over their heads when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. Um, 
98% Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 on IMDb. Um, the animation style is is just really fun. They, they got kids to do the voices. I know that there's been a lot of back and forth about a lot of aspects of this, but I don't know. I There was so much detail and so much other stuff. Like I want to go back and watch this the same way I would with um, the Spider-Verse movies because there's so much love and care that went into it, and you can tell. So. Yeah, the animation mm-hmm. is super original also. Like, mm. I can't think of any other animated movie that looks like this, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, no, totally agree. Yeah. I remember seeing it and going, Fro, you need to see this movie because I <laughs> went in with the same mindset as, like, this is going to be a silly yeah. uh, kind of naughty. Because the original, like, first Ninja Turtles movie was actually kind of dark. And so it going was. into this, I, I was like, oh, this is going to yeah. be, like, really uh baby baby version but it, it's not it's really good right it yeah, takes I all those really things think... and oh sorry go ahead fro no no come on oh i was just gonna say that like you know every incarnation of turtles has had its own thing you know generationally and i love the fact that they were able to take that whole mythos that we know it's like batman mythos and kind of turn it on its head and do it their own thing with it even in a third mm. incarnation of it Maybe fourth. Yeah, but. and I didn't really want to see it. Uh, a totally, uh, Luke was like, "Yeah, you need to see this." And when I saw it, I was like, "Yeah, I'm floored. Uh, this <laughs> was really, really fun." Yeah, so I'm I'm happy that Luke made me watch it. And Yay! There, there was definitely callbacks to the. If you notice, they did an exact shot by shot remake of the mm-hmm. original cartoon theme, but without the oh, same music. Too. Yeah, if you watch. Yep. The scene right after the original part where they're babies, and then they, mm-hmm. right when you see them become teenagers, that whole scene, that sequence is an original shot-by-shot shot remake of the cartoon opening, which is really cool. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. That is cool. Fro. Okay, so, oh gosh. So my number two and number one has moved places back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. And I, I am going to be 100% honest. I'm not 100% sure uh, which one I will pick right now oh, as I am talking. <laughs> I think, <laughs> but I think I I would, will pick... Uh, fuck. I will pick Killers of the Flower Moon. Ooh, uh, yeah, that's uh, Martin Scorsese's newest uh, movie. Uh, I really, really like it. Uh, I'm into this era of of uh, period of uh, American stories. Uh, I like the Western as- aspects of it. So it's about real love crosses paths when unspeakable betrayal as Molly Burkhart, a member of the Osage Nation, tries to save her community from the spree of murders fueled by oil and greed. This has Leonardo DiCaprio in it, uh, Lily Gladstone, that was so fucking amazing, uh, Robert De Niro, Brendan Fraser, Jesse Plemons. Uh, it's just a masterpiece. It's really, really good. It is uh, proved that uh, Scorsese has not lost his uh, touch. Mm-hmm. And I also enjoyed, enjoyed the fucking movie. So, no, the book, sorry. So, there's also that. Yeah. Both of you very highly recommend uh, 7.8 out of 10 on mdb 93 on rotten tomatoes and a meta score of 89 yeah i need to see the, i mean 
it's definitely going to get nominated for things, so I definitely need to see oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. At some oh, point, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, my number two, I went with Aporia for number two. Yeah. Uh, since losing her husband in a drunk driving accident, Sophie struggles to manage crippling grief and a full-time job, as well as the demands of parenting her devastated teenage daughter, when a former physicist reveals that he has been building a time-bending machine that could restore her former life, Sophie soon faces an impossible choice and and then unforeseeable consequences. This has got some... It's got 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, So it's a little crazy as far as the scores go but it's super it i think that's because it's kind of indie um and maybe people saw it and went well this isn't super high production but the story is super interesting and there's a lot of soul behind this this film yeah Mm. yeah uh the time they do the time aspect of this movie to the finger points i feel like this is one of those like time travel movies where you don't go, oh, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's actually okay and and really good explained. Right, they they kind of adjust for the problems with most time travel movies exactly. in the yeah. story. Yeah, Very and that yeah. and that definitely added to it because it's like uh, it, the whole point of it was that somebody wrote this thinking of that. I think you know where some mm. movies they just oh, we have these actors, let's create a movie around these actors. This was like, I have an idea for a really interesting story, yeah, and I'm exactly, going to tell that yeah, story, yeah. which I, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And time travel movies are always a crapshoot. They can be so difficult to do properly. Oh, so hard. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about this, is there's not actually time... They never travel through time, but it's a time travel movie. Don't spoil it! Right. Yeah, don't spoil it! I don't think that really spoils anything. <laughs> yeah, there's the, a- aspects of time travel. Right, in the in the description I said, it, it's a time-bending machine. Right, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah. A, yeah. And the two are not necessarily hand-in-hand, hand, so... Exactly. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, trip. trip. All right. All right, uh, my number two. So... Bear with me because this is one that I saw at a film festival. It's not in wide release yet, but it's been doing the the films or the the film fest circuit, and it's supposed to come out on streaming at some point early next year. Um, it's a, it's an adorable little movie called Hundreds of Beavers. Yep, make your make your jokes now, Fro. I've heard of this. Why have I heard of this? Okay. Um, so it's by this uh, it's by a guy that did this movie called Lake Michigan Monster. But it is, like, a huge step up from that. A drunken Applejack salesman must go from zero to hero and become North America's greatest fur trapper by defeating hundreds of beavers. So it's all shot on... It's mostly shot on green screen. They had, I think, six, um, like, mascot-type beaver costumes. And they managed to make... They managed to multiply it into hundreds of beavers. They have any, like, mammal that you have is done by, like, a guy in a mascot suit. But it is. It takes Looney Tunes, um, uh, silent movies, uh, and uh, what was it? Cannibal, the musical, and they kind of mash those all together. Mm. It is incredibly mm. fun. There's not one singular word spoken, but they do a lot of um, you know, like grunts and laughs and all that kind of stuff. But if you like Looney Tunes and you love silent movies, this one is just. It goes places you don't expect, and it is just blew my mind. I adore this movie so much 
Um, so it's got an IMDb score of 7.9 and Rotten Tomatoes score of 100. Wow. That's high. But again, it's been on the film circuit, so it's not necessarily yeah. like gotten wide release by any stretch. And I don't know if it ever will, but I, I do hope that more people can see it because it's just... It made me so happy to see this. Yeah. And it just... I was laughing front to back in a full theater and probably made a giant ass of myself, but it's just the innovation and <laughs> what they did. I just, it will never not sing this movie's praises. And I take it very personal that I would make any beaver uh, jokes. That's uh, going a little too, oh wait, it's me you talked to. We love you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before we do our number one, we will do our honorable mentions. I'm going to start with Knock at a Cabin. I had that down, yeah. Uh, Cocaine Bear. Uh, mm. That one's awesome. Uh, Under the Influencer. I will go with Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. That was a fun one. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Paint, that was a one that I don't think a lot of people saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Across the Spider-Verse. I will go with Asteroid City. Uh, that is probably a little controversial, but I really liked it. I really did not like that movie. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Renfield. That was like a super surprise. Well, it was super mm -hmm. hyped, but I was I, I had fun with it. Uh, Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, I will go with Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Can they please make movie titles a little bit uh, longer, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon it was, was pretty long. I think Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 is actually a tiny bit longer. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I done Wrath of Becky. Did you ever see the oh, Becky movie, the original oh. Becky movie, Triv? I have not. Yeah, you should watch those. If you like horror movies, they're definitely worth checking out. Do you have more on the honorable mention there, Triv? Uh, that's all I got. Okay, I will go with uh, Talk to Me. I had Evil Dead Rise, and then I also had Linoleum. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Infinity Pool I had. I had... Bo was afraid, which Fro mentioned, and then Sisu. That was super, uh, yeah, super fun. That was fun. I have the killer nice. look that we both watched. Oh yeah, that. Oh, well, I that was mid score for me, but unseen. Yeah, I liked it a tiny bit more. Unseen was a super indie movie that everybody should check out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all I had in my honorable mentions, actually. I think, what else did I have? I, I had Good Burger 2, which I everybody mm -hmm. should see because it's surprisingly good. <laughs> I don't know why it was good, but it was. And How to Blow Up a Pipeline. That was the last one. Ooh. I, yeah. That was, like, um, it definitely in my top 10. It I gave it an 8.5, so yeah. Well, I know number one of Luke's now, so that's fun. Uh, but I will, uh, <laughs> because logic, uh, but I will go with my number one first. Uh, my number one is, of course, Oppenheimer. Uh, it is Christopher Nolan's masterpiece. I, I, I fucking love both uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and Oppenheimer. It was a little like back and forth for that, but I do like uh, Nolan tied a bit better. Uh, it is during uh, the World War II uh, uh, 
they appoint Oppenheimer to work on the top secret Manhattan Project. Oppenheimer and a team of scientists spend years of development and designing the atom bomb. Uh, this will win a ton of Oscars. Uh, it has uh, Cillian Murphy, Florence Pugh, Robert Downey Jr. and Emily Blunt as uh, some of the uh, actors in it. Uh, I very much like how uh, Killian Murphy betrays uh, Oppenheimer. This has an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes, and an 89 on Metacritic. Really, really uh, my favorite movie of the year. Nice. Okay. I'm. It, what do you think is my favorite movie of the year, Fro? That's what I want to hear. <sighs> the Charlie Chaplin movie. Yeah, you're right. Fool's Paradise, yeah. directed by Charlie mm-hmm. Day. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. It is so I good. didn't, but uh, I'm all about Charlie Chaplin, so... Well, guess what? This is 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, 27% yeah. on Metacritic. Yeah, uh, makes absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. Well, it does, because I'll read you one of the reviews on Google. This movie really disappointed me. Uh, I love Charlie Day and his acting in other films. He's very funny and charming and makes a great character in any movie. That's why I was disappointed, because he doesn't get a whole lot of lines in in this movie. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a Charlie Chaplin film, so I don't think people really understood this this movie. <laughs> Which almost makes me love it even more, in a way, right? Yeah. It has Charlie <laughs> Day, five years. Kate Beckinsale, John Malkovich, Ray Liotta, Adrian Brody, uh, Kristen Bell, Jason Sudeikis, uh, who else? Ken Jeong is in it. Um, That's a hell of a lineup. Yeah, it, oh. Dean Norris, like, Common is in this movie. It's yeah. like an all, all-star all cast, like, mad all-star cast. Glenn Howerton so, is in there, yeah. Eddie Falco. So this was my number six. Uh, I didn't put it in my honorable mentions because I knew it was Luke's number one. <laughs> a down-on-his-luck publicist discovers a former mental health patient who looks l- just like a misbehaving movie star. He soon becomes an unlikely mm. celebrity when he gets thrown into the bright lights and and behind-the-scenes bustle, uh, hustle and bustle of Hollywood. Right. So it's kind of... He's mm. the Charlie Chaplin character who doesn't speak... And everybody is like thinks they're taking advantage of him, but he doesn't actually care about anything. It's mm. I yeah, the scores on this movie don't make any sense. So you just yeah, need to watch so it for funny. yourself. I feel like uh people are sleeping on this movie for sure. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a nine out of ten for me. It's it's just just missed my list. Oh man. Well, that alone makes me want to go check it out because, again, Charlie Chaplin is my jam. I love silent movies and that, like that kind of quirky, slapsticky humor. Um, you can't beat it. Um, so my number one was The Holdovers. Um, oh, I absolutely. I well, I got to see it. Um, I was up north with family, and to escape family, <laughs> I went to the local theater, <laughs> which is. Um, I love this one theater is just. It's, it made me fall in love with movies, so that kind of mm. helped with the whole environment of it. But mm. um, the movie itself was just such a such a calm in the middle of the storm of my family. <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. So, so uh, as instructor at uh, a New England prep school, remains on campus during Christmas ba- break to babysit a handful of students with nowhere to go. 
He soon forms an unlikely bond with a brainy but damaged troublemaker and the school's head chef, a woman who just lost her son in Vietnam. I went in as as blind as I could, and I was not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. Uh, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, I have it on my list of movies I really want to see this year. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I guess I had heard of it, but I I didn't know uh, that it had this good of scores. The only place that is playing near me is like a super indie cinema, like not like in the regular theaters. But it, it there is a showing of it. Oh, interesting. Nice. Okay. Well, and and it's uh, you hear a lot of people say that it's a new Christmas classic. I don't know that I would put it in that kind of thing, but I do think that there is a lot to like discover if you do multiple viewings. I was impressed by, and obviously it's a movie. You're going to hope that they, that it does a certain amount of work to make it period accurate, mm-hmm. but you just kind of felt like you were dropped in the '70s for this one, and like I appreciate the authenticity that comes with that, and it was just, it was just a really nice story. So, yeah, another movie that uh, I also think will probably be on my list, uh, even though I've never seen it, is the uh, I have heard amazing things about Maestro that came to Netflix today. Oh, yeah. I think it was. Uh, I have heard very good uh, things about Pretty Little Things or what it's called. Oh, Poor Things. Poor Things, yeah. Poor Things uh, is apparently an intensely horny movie, but Emma Stone is like radiant yeah amazing in it, in it. Yeah. yeah and uh yeah uh, also the uh, the color purple uh i really want to see there's um, a lot of movies that's like in the contention of oscars that i have heard very good things of it's almost oh, like yeah. they do this right at the end of the year so nobody can review them as an end of the year right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's almost like that or something almost yeah. crazy mm-hmm. Well, let's go from very, very good to very, very, very bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my list of worst movies. Hoo-ha. Yeah, uh, is it spicy? I, it was harder for me to pick bad movies than good movies this year, for sure. Because I think it was there's so many bad movies to pick from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spoiled for choice. We will let you begin this round. Oh, man. Okay, so this one may not... A lot of my bad movies... Because I review, like, quote, bad movies, my my bars are a little different. Um, but this one, for what it's supposed to represent and for all of the stuff that it, you know, all of the hype and all the rest, I'm giving my first one a movie I just saw to wish. Uh, it's a Disney, like, it's supposed mm. to be a celebration of 100 years of Disney. If you went through, um, if so if you're looking at this movie just by the Easter eggs, because there's a lot of um, homage pieces to, like, uh, all of the animated stuff that came previously, you'll get your money's worth. But as an overall movie, it just, it's nothing. It's just boring. There's no songs that are catchy. It's just, no one's going to remember this one in five years. And I'm, I feel bad for that, because it could have been something so cool. And yeah, yeah uh, nothing positive about this movie. Whatsoever. Oh, and I went in yeah. with the idea that you know what, I'm not going to judge it because I try not to. Uh, it had a, actually a 5.8 on IMDb and Rotten Tomato score of 49. Is it Oof, written by AI? That's not good. That's the question that everybody's asking. <laughs> <laughs> that's the big theory, right? Is that it was yeah. written by AI? Yes. Has that been confirmed? You know what? I would or? not be surprised. I would not be surprised given just the. You look at every other Disney movie, it takes from all of these different movies, 
but it has nothing to say. It is the most generic. Like I feel bad because you've got a you know an incredible like the animation is decent. You've got a character that could be something really cool, and it's just. Uh, I don't know. And the goat in there is voiced by Alan Tudyk, which is the guy that did Clayface. <laughs> um, yeah. And all I could see was this goat, like, turning into Clayface and, you know, starting to quote Shakespeare. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I guess I will go with the middle this time. Uh, I will start with a movie that needed two directors. That's how good it is. Uh, it uh, had a release day of March 10th, uh, 2023. It is 65. Uh, it's about a spaceship that crashes in uh, prehistoric Earth, leaving only two survivors. Soon they must survive against the hostile terrain and vicious creatures. This is with Adam Driver and Chloe Coleman and Irina Granblit. This has a whopping 5.4 out of 10 on MDB, a whopping 34 on Rotten Tomatoes, and a whopping 40% on um, Metacritic. Okay, so I love time travel movies. I love space movies. Ha- okay, let's see how you can make one boring as fuck. <laughs> It is one of the most boring shit movies I've seen this year. So it's my number five. You might have noticed I was kind of quiet there because my number five is 65. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. High five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was on my top five most anticipated movies to see oh. this year also. Oh, no. And so that adds to it. It's like I was oh. looking forward to this film because I was like the original release of the trailer, it was like, oh, this is going to be like a sci-fi version of Jurassic Park. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you saw it, and it was like the most boring, drawn-out, <laughs> bland, like, to- so much just talking for a movie that should have been, like, more action. Uh, yeah, that was it, was... it was just a disappointment more than anything else. So, yeah, yeah that yeah. was my number five also. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, my number four is Quarter Mania. Uh, I. Oh my God. So. A documentary. Oh, absolutely, a documentary on how not to make an Ant Man and Wasp movie. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, Also, bad CGI. (laughs) Uh, let's see what else. Um, the, that, uh, that phase four has been a mixed bag of many things and, and not very many of them have been consistently good. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp find themselves exploring quantum realm, interacting with new creatures and embarking on an adventure that pushes them beyond the limits of what they thought was possible, which is complete and utter mediocrity. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of them on my list, it's a case of the worst thing you can be is boring and right. for all of the amazing stuff that was going on around them, I almost fell asleep. And I don't really do that in most movies. Um, 6.1 on IMDb, 46% in Rotten Tomatoes. I I have always loved Ant-Man and Wasp, or, well, Ant-Man as a character, because it was something different than the rest of the MCU. And it just, I don't know, there was just so little about this that was good and... I was disappointed, especially in fe- in February of this year. I had I had hope that Marvel would put out some good stuff. 
Spoiler alert, they didn't. Um, Shit. <laughs> Shit. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Marksu. I'm very sorry, Marksu. <laughs> uh, okay, my number four is a tiny independent movie that no one has heard about. It's The Little Mermaid uh, 2023 oh. edition. Oh, the, uh, I, I, almost, I almost don't want to talk about it, but I will. Uh, this has, and I really don't understand the high scores there, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, actually, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3 out of 5 on uh, Facebook. Uh, it is uh, the youngest of uh, King Triton's daughters, Ariel, uh, uh, becomes a mermaid. And if you've never seen the original, don't fucking see this. That's what it says in the description. <laughs> Uh, it's a Walt Disney uh, not animated movie so Javier Bardem is in this movie look as Kang Triton but you know one of your favorite actresses is also there Melissa McCartney I mean every movie she's in is really really good right Luke right (laughs) right yeah, I, I have not seen this movie, and I'm not sure I ever will, to be honest. Most, I mean, I don't have Disney+, Plus, and that's one of the reasons I probably right. will never see it. Yeah, Good reason not but, to. Then again, Aquafina is scuttled, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, and David Diggs is Sebastian. It's just like, the, the animals look so atrociously bad, and this is actually the worst live animation of a movie uh, from Disney. Like, I don't like the original. I don't like the original Little Mermaid. Okay. And they made the Little Mermaid even worse? (laughs) How is that possible? Wow. That's impressive. So that's my number three. Four. 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 Yeah, my number four is uh, also about animals i guess teen wolf the movie <laughs> i love it so fucking a terrifying <laughs> evil has emerged and the wolves how once howl once again only a werewolf like scott mccall can gather both new allies and re- reunite trusted friends to fight back against what could be the most powerful and deadliest enemy sure Oh, yeah, and deadly. Yeah, oh my God, that's a new concept. Uh-huh. It it I don't know if that happened this movie because I don't know what <laughs> happened in this movie. It literally had no plot line. Uh, they brought in characters all of a sudden that it it's based. <laughs> obviously, Teen Wolf was a TV show, but before that, it was a movie, and then they made a so they made a TV show based on a movie from what the eighties, and then. Yeah. They did a whole, what, five or six years of TV show, and then they made another movie based on the TV show, which was based on a movie. <sighs> based on two movies, actually. <laughs> there was a Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2 back in the 80s. Oh, right, yeah. So this, then you have to have all that context. You have to have seen all of that to yeah. understand anything that's happening in this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is very confusing and doesn't, like... So and the the uh, the animations as far as like turning into a wolf and all these other things don't make any sense and they mix in all mm-hmm. there's not just werewolves in this there's all kinds of like supernatural creatures happening in this uh, teen drama it was terrible yeah that was definitely my my number four 
I got uh, three. Number, yeah, number three. Uh, my number three is the machine. Oh um, yeah, I saw this. <laughs> the past comes back to haunt Bert uh, Krishner, who um, who when a murderous mob tries to kidnap him to atone for his crimes. With the help of his estranged father, Bert must ret- retrace the steps of his younger self as a sociopathic uh, crime family goes to war. Um, it felt like yeah. it was such a yeah, it was such a weird balance. Like they they try to make him this. You know, dad that doesn't care and is a total piece of shit. And then all of a sudden he's like caring and awesome. And it's like the two cannot exist at the same time. You're giving mixed messages about what he's supposed to be. And, oh, God, the only redeeming thing of this was Mark Hamill as the dad. Literally the only thing. I like this movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, me too. I also like the movie too. Sorry. No, it's fine. That happens. I mean, it it, it happens between us all yeah. the time. So yeah, it's. I, I I definitely didn't like give it a high score, but I remember giving it like mid level score for sure. And it was like, I yeah, I, I can I see why some people wouldn't like it though. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can yeah. see the so I can see the appeal of this, but I was just. I was so bored, and I don't, I can't tell you why, it's, I just, maybe I'm just not the audience, maybe I wasn't in the right headspace, but I just, I loathed this one with a red-hot passion. <laughs> it just is like, well, yeah, I don't know. That's cool, that's really, really cool, yeah, no, me look like that. <laughs> okay, I think it might be a guy three. thing, yeah. No, no, that's 100% <laughs> yeah. cool, and again... Mindset is a lot of what goes into the watching of a movie. It could have been just oh, yeah, a bad headspace, but definitely sure. Um, but yeah, it just it did nothing. So it was like, eh, yeah. Anyway, well, my number three is the best sequel or prequel in this year. Of course, it is Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Uh, holy fuck! <laughs> and let's let's fuck up the Pet Cemetery. Uh, serious. I mean, okay. I'm going to, to say something that's maybe controversial. There has no not been a single good Pet Cemetery movie. There I go. Oh uh, my god. Anyway. Well, the yeah. first oh one god. was the first one is fun to mock. It's funny. It, like it's True. fun to watch in a, like yes. a way yes. where like you can but watch it with your good. friends and it's hilarious. Yeah, oh, no, no, it's it not good. Absolutely, is not good. Yeah. But I like I seeing what it was in the book version and what they brought to screen was just hilarious. And yeah, I guess, yeah. like I say, what I view for bad movies is kind of random, so. In 1969, a young Judd Grendel dream of leaving his... 69, <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, sorry, that's really true. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Lord. <laughs> sorry. 420, uh, Judd... baby! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Grendel dreams of leaving his hometown of Ludlow. Main behind, but soon discovers sinister secrets buried within. Judge is forced to confront a dark family history that will forever keep him connected to Ludlow. Jesus Christ. So this this has David Duchovny and Henry Thomas in it, and I like both of them. Not in this movie, though. It has a 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 22 golden percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a 31 on Metacritic. Yeah, that, that's too high. Pre- that is actually too <laughs> high. That, that, that's, those, those scores are far too high. I, I agree. Well, it's uh, This is a terrible, shitty movie. Uh, and it's like, it was distributed by Paramount Plus, and it's just like, 
how do you destroy the Pet Cemetery franchise? Oh, you make a prequel <laughs> makes absolutely no fucking sense, you say? And it doesn't like it doesn't really explain uh, how it's a prequel. And if it is a prequel, nothing in it makes sense because of what comes after it. Right. Yeah. Fuck. I hate this movie so much. <laughs> Retcon the movie is what it should be called, yeah. Retcon yeah. the movie it should be called, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it does take you back to the fact that Stephen King stuff is notoriously difficult to adapt and even harder to add to. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're on number three, Fear. Yep. Um, oh my god, so This bad. was a horror movie, I guess? I... I I think it wanted to be a comedy slightly, but it definitely yeah. w didn't come off as a comedy. It has my favorite actor no. of all time, King Bach, in it. Um, he's mm -hmm. probably my so good. favorite uh, thespian. Uh, a weekend mm -hmm. vacation turns sinister when a group of friends must confront their worst fears one by one. That's the whole description of this film. It's 21% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. It's... Just a terrible movie. There is no <laughs> sugarcoating this. It's like nope. the quintessential bad slasher film is what it is. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And it has King Bach in it. So there you go. So tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I don't think there's been a worse movie of the year in a bunch of years that didn't have King Bach somewhere in, in that. In that. It is. Yeah. He's, he's the best actor. He's, he's a, a tiny up there with Melissa McCarthy. Them together in a movie look, that would be super power bad. I, yeah. <laughs> if I want to see a bad film to like make fun of, I just need to like look through the King Pac IMDb, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Number two, okay. Triv. All right. My number two is uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Blood and Honey. Uh, mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, three percent Rotten Tomatoes, two point nine IMDb. I, I so I love bad movies generally, but I think I saw this too close to Cocaine Bear for for one. But two, mm. I just I couldn't get behind this. I really I really wanted to because so many people were like, "Oh my God, how can you look at this thing and think that it's gonna be anything other than you know a total train wreck?" And it's like I like train wrecks, but I don't know. Like I it just. I, it didn't sit with me. I was bored, and I don't know what that says. Um, also, the uh, so it was uh, transformed into feral and bloodthirsty. Winnie the Pooh and Piglet terrorized Christopher Robin and a group of young women at a remote house. I don't know what to say other than just... Uh, yeah. I mean, I Cocaine think they advertised it. it. <laughs> I think they advertised it. Well, Cocaine Bear, this is the thing I think of of that it's like cocaine bear was advertised as being somewhat comedic where this was mm -hmm. also advertised as being oh this is gonna gonna be a t uh a kind of goofy comedy horror movie or something that's how they advertised it but really it tried to take itself seriously was which was the worst part of it to me is that it oh, yeah. actually tried to be a serious horror movie about winnie the pooh which like you <laughs> shouldn't make that a serious thing right yeah and I think you can, but you have to, you have to stick with it, and you have to commit to do that. And it's going to take a lot to kind of get it. To I don't think place. you could ever do this without it being a comedy. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I that's me. Though. Here's the thing: I don't even have this on my list because guess what? I was the audience for this. I really, I'm not going to say I liked it, but I had fun with it. 
I, I will good. go that far. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay, my number two is the most amazing movie in the world uh, because it has 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. It has a 50% on Rotten Tomato. Okay. Let's jump over Metacritic and not say that it was 36%, but 87% of Google users like this amazing, amazing movie because it is the true, completely, incredibly true story, Sound of Freedom. Oh, God. I I never saw this, but yeah. Okay. It It is. That good. After rescuing a boy uh, from ruthless child trafficking, a federal agent learns that a boy's sister is still captive and decides to embark on a dangerous mission to save her. With time running out, he quits his job, journeys in deep in Colombian jungle, puts his life on the line, and to free her from a fate worse than death. This was definitely not a QAnon movie. Not at all. Nope, not this movie. What are you talking about? No. No. Didn't the guy get arrested for, like, child uh, endangerment or something? Probably. I think he did, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, this is your your origin story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, (laughs) the Son of Freedom and me are so good friends. Like, I, I really... How the fuck did they trick Mia Sorvino to do this movie? Like, I think they gave her drugs and, like, said, hey, do this movie. I really don't understand. And, and as, as Luke says, like, the ac- actor that is, like, the main actor in this is a fucking pedo. Well, and I'm oh. seeing the charges were dropped, apparently. Uh, but he was oh. charged with child kidnapping. So, there's that. <laughs> Terrible, terrible QAnon movie. <laughs> okay. Is there a good QAnon movie? Yes. That HBO doc was pretty good. Yes. That was. Okay. And my number one is a very good QAnon movie. Um, my number two is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. So I think we really? both have the same number two there. <laughs> <laughs> this has 3% on Rotten Tomatoes, we should mention. 2.9 out of 10 on IMDb and 16% on Metacritic. Uh, across the board, bad scores. It didn't make any money either, um, but then it got added to Peacock. So I'm assuming they made money as far as like the production of it uh, through Peacock buying it just because of the hype more than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, let's talk about the dishonorable mentions, we should call it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Trip. Do you have any there? Uh, yes, I have bad CGI... Uh, uh, what, uh, bad CGI gators. Sorry, I did think for a second there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a controversial one, uh, because it looked uh, really like this, but I have the Super Mario Brothers. Oh. I like that. Well, I did, it was fun. Yeah. I had fun with it, I guess. House Party I hated it. came out earlier this year. Remake mm-hmm. of the 90s movie. Oh, yeah. Indiana Jones 4 or 5, The Dial of Destiny. Do you know what? I almost cried watching that movie because it was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting yeah. for it to come on some streaming service. Peter Pan and Wendy. That was uh, amazing. Ooh. 80 for Brady. 
which was produced by Tom Brady himself, which was the most cringy part of it. Yeah. Uh, Little Mermaid. A movie that uh, me and Luke watched together. All dads. That was so funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Power Rangers uh, movie. Actually, terrible. I don't have any others. Okay, I have Ghosted. Uh, white Man Can't Jump. Uh, meet Reagan or Megan. Uh, <laughs> really? Yo, so bad. I enjoyed that one. Not, not like, loved it, but enjoyed it. Uh, the Locksmith, which is an obscure one. Uh, what I thought was going to be Luke's number one, uh, Fast X. Ooh, oh, yeah, that was, that was very bad, yeah. Um, <laughs> but l- last year they went to the moon, or whatever, so they're, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a controversial bad one, I guess, Nimona. Yeah. Uh, Barbie. Jesus Christ, really? I didn't like Barbie, yeah. That was mid-level. Like I all. gave it a five at the yeah. time when I saw it. Yeah. Uh, the Tudor. Uh, Exorcist. Uh, what was it called again? Believers. I have that. Believers. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Hidden yeah. Strike, which was that John Cena, Jackie Chan. Oh movie. my god, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was bad. Yeah, uh, I don't have any more. Choose Love, me and Frosa, uh, which oh. was the interactive Jeez. Netflix movie. That was bad. Ah, okay. Uh, oh. Uh, the thing, the thing is, Trip. Either whatever you picked, uh, it, it's a good ending. Yeah, Aww. you couldn't lose in an interactive <laughs> film somehow. I don't know. Oh, so stupid. Uh, that no hard feelings, which was that oh, yeah. somewhat pedo mm-hmm. movie. Strangely enough. <laughs> uh, let's see. I had Exorcist. Oh, The Tank. That was also a bad movie. But I think oh, you kind of yeah. liked that, didn't you, Fro? The Tank. I did. Yeah. I right. Did. I didn't. I thought it was yeah. terrible. That was the last one I had. Okay, it's time for our number one worst movies, Trev. Oh, man. Well, mine is, uh, it's this little indie that you've probably never heard of, you know. Never talked about, you know, doesn't have any controversy attached to it at all. The Flash. Yeah, nothing nothing weird going on there. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Never heard about well, see, it. it's about this really obscure superhero that can run really fast. First of his kind, I think. I think he's. I think the character has a future. Just, just not. Um, this one was, you know, a false start for him. I'm sure. You know, the 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 whole universe, the whole DCE will not end over this particular movie by any stretch. Um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes was 63. IMDb was 6.7 out of 10. Uh, you know the story. Uh, worlds collide as the Flash uses his superpowers to travel back in time to change the events of the past. However, when his attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future, he becomes trapped in a reality um, where General Zod has returned, threatening annihilation. Uh, with no other superheroes to turn to, the Flash looks to coax a very different Batman out of retirement and uh, rescues an imprisoned Kryptonian. A bet not the one he's looking for. Um, there were good bits to this movie. Um, I thought uh, uh, Kara w- or Supergirl was really good. It was cool to see uh, Michael Keaton, but my God, what the hell was this, guys? <laughs> they did it so much yeah. better in the uh, Flashpoint Paradox. 
and that was an animated little thing that they did a couple of years ago. They ruined the Flash, and I'm so sad about that. <laughs> did you see this, Fro? Because you know I don't watch superhero movies. So. I did, and uh, and uh, it is atrociously bad. Ugh. It could yeah. have been something really interesting and good, and something to kind yeah. of end the DCEU on an on an upswing. And it just it shat all over itself. Yeah, and then there was the whole uh, cult uh, kidnapping and uh, beating people up of the main, main actor. So there was that. Yeah, also, that, but... doesn't that doesn't help anything. <laughs> Don't say it out was... loud. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they were still willing to back him, I just like all the off-screen stuff aside, the movie itself. It was like super. It was like uh, uh, Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. It would have been just a very middle of the road thing, but because of all the other crap around it, it got blown up. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There was a producer for the film that came out and said, uh, "People will forget about that once it comes out. Don't worry, people will just forget about that. <laughs> they might have forgotten about it, but the movie itself still sucked balls." Right. Yeah. As my well, professional about, opinion. Uh, about talking about sucking balls. I am going to give my number one to Javel Mitchell's favorite movie. Uh, that is a random guy that says, "What an incredible film! It would seem like a mockumentary if it wasn't so realistic. A true comedy in time that people can't take a joke." The cameos was awesome. Ten out of ten. We'll watch it with friends again and again and again. Well, good for you that you really liked Lady Ballers. <laughs> it is the most atrocious, transphobic, awful movie of the year. Don't fucking watch this. I did you all a favor. I watched it uh, two times. The first time, I couldn't finish it. I saw it in ten minutes, turned it off, cursed, and watched the rest of it this week. It has... a. Uh, surprisingly high 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 62% on uh, or 6 out of 2 uh, out of 10 on IMDb. Not pushed by people on the right side whatsoever. Cough, <laughs> cough. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. You know, it's a good movie when the director is a J Jeremy Boring, the producer is Jeremy Boring, the, the cast is Jeremy Boring. Oh, and it is. Uh, the and CIO. it stars Ben Shapiro. Yeah. 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 And it has uh, the leader of the Daily Fucking Wire. Why? Why the fuck is this made? It is as 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 a pansexual man. I take so fucking offense to this fucking movie. Why the fuck is it? Ah, oh, exists. <laughs> So you liked it then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It exists to be in contrast with everything else that exists. That's it, its mm. only purpose, right? Yeah. You know, the thing oh, is, good. and I, I'm playing devil's advocate here, so bear with me a second. If you're going to make a movie this, like, in-your-face, like, transphobic, all of that stuff, mm -hmm. and I've only seen the, the um, kind of, like, the trailers and such, so I can't speak to the what's in the movie, but... If you're going to do something like this, why would you go low-hanging fruit? Why wouldn't you go hardcore and and do it? It's such a it's such a bullshit movie like waste like it 
if they wanted to try something, it was a wasted attempt because it's just, oh, look, you know, chick with a wig, you know, guy with a wig, whatever. It's just, there's, it's boring. It's. Do you weak. know what it reminded me of? It, it reminded me of the Adam Sandler movie where he plays his sister and himself. Oh, uh, Jack, Jack and Jill. And Jill. Jack yeah. and Jill. Yeah, it's yeah. been done. It's look, yeah. at, look at any of the spoof movies of the early 2000s, and that's probably more edgy than this. Uh, yeah, but you got to own the libs, so... Oh, God, yeah. Checkmate, <laughs> oh, yeah. atheists. This this was probably a, a la- money laundering movie, if, or money laundering scheme, if nothing else. Oh, uh, probably, oh, right? Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For somebody. Okay, what is your obscure little movie that I don't know? <laughs> On a Wing and a Prayer uh, came out no. earlier this year. Really? With Dennis <laughs> Quaid... I have not heard of this. Dennis Quaid, Heather oh. Graham, and Jesse Medcalf... After oh God. a small town pilot mysteriously dies during a flight, passenger Doug White is Doug White is forced to land the plane to safety and save his entire family on board. Um, this has 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, 19% on Ooh. Metacritic, 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. I'll just read a little review I found here. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look it up on Google, one of the things that people ask is, is the movie On a Wing and a Prayer worth watching? 2023's On a Winning of Prayer is bad, like sitting through a root canal bad. It's based on an actual <laughs> event, yet makes the actual personas look like dolts in a cheesy southern fried TV movie setting. Heck, I was waiting for Todd Chrisley to get out of prison and show up in this movie and say hi to everybody. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It is like a very Christian, like a, one of the... You've seen bad Christian movies like this, where they're like, oh, yeah. the plane's about to crash, but all we gotta do is pray to God, and he will land the plane for us. Like, <laughs> that's this movie in a nutshell. It is terrible. It is badly produced. Uh, definitely made by some church group, for sure. Yeah. Uh, ba- like I said, based on a truth. was there on it? Oh, a lot. Uh, <laughs> but the acting is and the dialogue is definitely the worst part of it, even though it has, you know... it some fairly good actors in it they they somehow i don't know they, they probably didn't take do a lot of takes let's just say that um yeah it's very religious and that comes through heavily that like i feel like with these kind of christian religious movies a lot of the time there's a lack of people going hey you did a bad job on that take because they all want to just be like oh this is so great and so beautiful and we're doing such a good thing (laughs) that they they lose the fact that they have to be like this is a movie we have to say to people oh you did a bad job we need to do that again (laughs) right and uh, that always makes uh, for a bad movie so they're, yeah. they're so caught up in the spirit of the thing that they lose track of the fact that it's still a physical production that uh, yeah. needs to be of interest. Yeah, that they made a mistake in, or whatever, and they just they want to keep people happy on on set or whatever. And yeah, that can that can that can make things bad. Believe it or not. Really? Well, oh, come I'm on. I I I'm sure you can read about bad books on Audible. Do you think uh, they have bad books on Audible? Look. No well, bad, bad well, books. They have bad books about bad, movies. Bad movies. Bad, bad, bad or movies books about, about books. bad movies. There we go. Books about bad movies on audibletrial.com forward slash adc. That's audibletrial.com forward slash adc. If you want a free trial, thirty day trial, and 
get a free book, uh, cancel any time, uh, and you, you get to keep the book, and that, that actually helps us out more than you think. So go do that, audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. This is Trump with Trump Tells the Truth. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, or like we say in Norwegian, Gujul. Well, the word for Yule in Norway is pig, so I would love to hear Americans try to learn Norwegian and say, Gujul. But anyway, is it the Gujul this year? We've got a war going on in Ukraine, a war going on in Gaza. A war nearly comes between Venezuela and Brazil. It's not much to be merry about, but it's the time of year we had to reflect and think about something. We try to boil ourselves or drown ourselves in all the commercialized bullshit of Christmas. Watching too much Hallmark shitty movies with perfect people who find the perfect this and perfect that, where the world is not perfect at all. Well, shall we try to forget? Drink ourselves to death, eat ourselves so we can roll around in our fucking fat? No. What you should do is spend time with the people you love care about and think about how you're going to make a next year a better life for the people yourself and people you care about I don't can pronounce any special judgment for 2024 yet, 23 yet because this year has been the year of nothing nothing moves on and people just seem to forget 2023 reminds me of the last days of Berlin everybody partying like it's fucking nothing's gonna happen we know what's happening. Climate crisis, war, revolutions, and it's constantly bullshit. The horror that we heard about in the 60s and 70s sci-fi movies with big corporations taking over. Yes, we come there. And do you think we forget about Trump? No, he's still fucking around. He's still gonna fuck up life for all of us. I always said many times in this segment for about eight years that we need more unification than ever. We do, but you also need more education than ever, more thinking than ever. People just spend one of my favorite Christmas albums is called from a Norwegian jazz player called Bugge Vesseltoft. He made a jazz album just called It's Snowing on a Piano. It's just quiet melodies on the piano. I can put that on, make some good coffee, take a Christmas beer or Christmas soda, whatever. And just think, think about the good times, the bad times, and how I'm going to continue to in the future with the, the good times and the bad times. I became a father this year, and that's changed me. I quit politics, that's also changed me. So, but not any that change is for the bad. When I come home, my son is happy to see me. In politics, who gives a fuck? A lot of things gonna happen next year, for a lot of us, but we have to embrace that change. Change is not always bad. You can be miserable in the shit you're having now and look to the past, or you can be optimistic and look to the future and try to grab that future. But, I don't know. Is it too late or is, is it too early? I never know. Anyway, I hope you have a good celebration. I hope you enjoy yourself. Whatever, how you spend, choose to spend your Christmas time. Choose it the way you want to do it. 
make your own Christmas tradition. And the one place you can give a fuck about the rest of the world is when they're telling you how to celebrate things. This was Tron with Tron of the Truth. Have a splendid Christmas, Hanukkah, Yule, or holidays. Bye. That was fun. Thank you so much, Trev. That was uh, <laughs> that was a so fun list. It's also like very fun to have a third person in this kind of list. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Just to add some movies that we haven't talked about before, also. Yeah. 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 Totally. Uh, okay. TV round. I have seen two shows. I've seen uh, the serial killer's wife. Uh, this is on Paramount Plus, but in the UK, I have to say, because it wasn't in the US, right? I didn't see it in the US, Paramount Plus, but maybe, I've had this happen in the past where it gets added a little bit later, uh, for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, so maybe I just, maybe it just hasn't been added there yet, I'm not sure. Right. Uh, Four episodes long, so super short. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Are they long episodes or something? Uh, I think they were normal hour-long episodes. Okay, all right. Uh, not sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. No, I have read the books. Uh, this is based on. Um, I have to say that I was pleasantly surprised by this. I, I think you will like it. Actually, I really liked it. Uh, there are some. Uh, things that I do have a problem with, but it's uh, it's more inclined with like uh, compared to book. I am happy that it was very con cons- contents uh, that it was just four episodes because the book is not that long either. So, and I hate it when they drag it sh- uh, drag a book out like. Uh, uh, I was thinking like uh, the not Lord of the Rings, uh, but The Hobbit was terrible with like three movies of a uh, one fucking book, and here we we get one book in like four episodes. But they are very good, very British. It felt very like it would was made of like BBC almost. Uh, but uh, yeah, the quality was good. The acting was really really nice. I am going to give it uh, eight actually. Out of ten, really dig it. Okay, I was on Peacock because I watched the creator last night, which got added to Peacock. But uh, mm-hmm. the, b- before that, like they previewed it for, they said, "Hey, oh, this is going to get added tonight." But they, at the time when I went in there to check it out, they recommended Night Court to me that came out this year, which I oh, didn't yeah. even realize did come out this year. But it came out in like February or April or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I don't know why I never saw this show, but I like it. I, I, the yeah, other thing good. is, I never watched the original, and this makes me yeah. want to go wa- back and watch the original uh, Night Court whenever that came out. Because, um, you know, I like sitcoms. I'm a big fan sitcoms. of the original as well. Okay. I'm a big fan of the original, so when this came out, I really digged it. Uh, I, I think they did uh, the old series uh, uh, very, like, uh, ser- good service. I really liked it. There were definitely like the they have characters they're bringing back, and the yeah. the the main judge in this is the daughter of, or you know, they're saying she's the daughter of the original judge, um, which mm. I've seen episodes, but I've never watched the whole series. So mm-hmm. uh, some of the jokes, obviously, I didn't 
a hundred percent get because you have to have seen the original series. But that yeah. also made me want to go back and see the original series. So you know, I'd give it a. It was super fun. I'd give it a seven point five. Yeah, I I totally agree. I and that's so funny that you found it because yeah. I don't know why it that's... just randomly got recommended to me, but uh, the algorithm algorithm was correct. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Well, I saw Percy Jackson's and the Olympians. Uh, this is a new TV show. Um, is this exclusive to Disney Plus or is this a Hulu thing as well? Do you know? I don't know. Let me look it up. Okay. Uh, it has Lance uh, Reddick, that is maybe the most uh, uh, known person. Other than all of a sudden, Edge shows up out of nowhere. I was like, what okay. The heck? Adam Goblin is there. I haven't yeah. seen him in since he was in Money Plane, which was a great movie. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's on Hulu apparently, but it, it got added today, so okay. that's why I didn't even know this came out because uh, I just woke up. It came out yesterday for me. That's oh, great. okay. Oh, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, totally modern demigod Percy Jackson is coming to terms with his newfound divine powers uh, when he uh, is a halfling of uh, between Zeus and his mom. And uh, have you seen the original movie back in back in the Oh yeah, days? I'm sure I did, but I barely yeah. remember it. Yeah. Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, I want to say the first one it's called. I, I like that one. Uh, so I went in with the expectations that I would probably like this, and guess what? I did. Uh, it has an eight point four out of ten on IMDb and a ninety seven on Rotten Tomatoes, like, mm-hmm. so Really high ratings as well. Uh, I love the books. I I liked the movie. I think uh, the two first episodes that I have seen is more than capable of doing this. I am very, very interested in the rest. I also gave this a night. Very easy to eight this week. I don't know why, but Polygon is saying Disney's Percy Jackson show is inspired by the Muppets. Whatever yes. that means. Um, <laughs> the last thing I saw was Carol at the End of the World, which was on Netflix. Okay. Um, Is this an animated thing? Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I. It's very... It's dark, but also funny. So it's about a okay. woman who is very introverted and kind of enjoys just, like nor- like, living, like, a very mundane life. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's revealed on the news right in the very beginning of the first episode that an asteroid or something giant in space is about to run into the Earth and kill everybody, but it's seven to eight months in the future is is when that's going to happen. So everybody on Earth is like, well, carpe diem, we better like do all the things we were avoiding doing, and money now has no real purpose or meaning because everybody's going to die in seven months, right? So there's this whole, like, uh, existential point to the to the TV show. Uh, but she is stuck in that mundane life where she doesn't want... So she keeps going back to the same Applebee's even though it's closed and nobody's working there. And, like, she keeps going there every Monday to sit and, like, drink her coffee even though, like... So she wants everything to stay the same even though it's definitely never going to be the same. Uh, so that's mm. the kind of comedy of it. It's definitely a dark comedy, you know, 
but mm. it was fun. I'd give it a, a se- uh, 6.5, 7, somewhere in there. Okay. Do you recommend me watching it? I think you'd like it. It's got 100% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another TV show that we... <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. That we both saw was the last episode of Surviving Paradise, where they totally explained the rules. There's... Uh, episode 9, one final twist. After a brutal round of eliminations, finalists inch closer to the life-changing prize, but soon learn that the past could threaten their chances of winning. So, yeah, there's a weird elimination round where each person that gets eliminated and has also to... And also you get to eliminate someone. Right. And you get to eliminate someone. And you get to eliminate someone. Oh, by the way, you also get to eliminate someone. Everybody who get, gets eliminated gets to eliminate somebody after them until it's down to to uh, four people. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Four. People. Yeah. Which was confusing, but then we realized that like uh, two of them were on one side and the other two were on another side, kind of in a way. So they were mm-hmm. pitting people against each other. Like we said, they the show is the most overly produced bullshit ever. So it, and then it was also clear that once <laughs> they picked the four. There was a huge jump in time, probably months, we're thinking, because, like... Uh, at least. Once they come back, everybody's dressed different, they have totally different hair, like, the host even says, welcome back, you guys, even though, in the show, they were just at the villa, right? Yep. The night yep. before, but she says, welcome back, like, they haven't been there in a really long time, so, the, the, they re-ed... I think they probably had one ending and then decided to totally redo it and reshot the ending of the show. That's what I'm thinking. Exactly. Yeah. One of the people you see it best with is actually one of the girls in the fucking final. She all of a sudden had this big fucking afro. Which like, yeah, I guess they could have brought in like a stylist, but that wouldn't be like an over the night over one night thing, right? That you could Wrong. just have happen. Um yeah, that was, and there was a bunch of people, even the people that were coming back into the house, you're like, you couldn't have grown out a beard <laughs> that quickly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and the, uh, the, the edit thing, uh, so they made it so we didn't, we, sh- we shouldn't be aware of noticing that the time difference was there. And, I, and Luke goes like, this can't be the same. And I look at people and I go, no. Like, there's no fucking way. Absolutely no fucking way. So, I mean, that just goes into how fake the show is, really, more than anything else, right? Is like, mm-hmm. they didn't... I think they had a show they created, and it wasn't good enough, so they re-edited it and reshot a whole bunch of stuff. I almost think the box... uh, The scene where they um did the boxes, that was, like, halfway through the show... Um, where they did the the carrot in the box challenge, mm-hmm. and everything after or everything before that was the same, and then everything after that, they totally shifted around. Does that make I, sense? I agree. Yeah. Yes, I totally, totally fucking agree, and especially with that elimination thing that made absolutely no fucking sense because they were like, oh fuck, we have eight people left. Maybe we should get rid of someone for the final. It made absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. And, and it, like, or, uh, that 
uh, the people that got eliminated got to eliminate someone. Like instead that uh, for it being some something they agreed upon or voting or no fuck no they were like oh we need to rush that ending this ending felt so fucking rushed. Uh yeah, and the one thing you're gonna be upset about is uh Taylor no, don't. Taylor no, told the messenger me. uh when they asked oh, if no. her and Shay were still together, that we're on great terms, but we're not together. It was a good couple of months, and we oh. really put in the work. We traveled back and forth to see each other to make it work, but it didn't end up working. That's what she told. Oh. That's what she... That's when what... did you tell me that, Luke? <laughs> I, I, oh. Oh. I, I just you found that. You should have let me live in, 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 in bliss, because that was the only thing I liked about this final, that they got together again. They're apparently good friends, oh. though. They, they, they tried to make it work, which... Guess what? A reality show is not a good place to find a life partner. I, I, I don't know. Really? I don't know what to tell you about that. What? It, it has worked every single time in The Bachelor. Oh, wait. I think it worked once, though, didn't it? At least. <laughs> in the 20 years. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. What will you give this show all over? Oh, geez. Probably like a a two... I'm thinking a two. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not going to be on my list of the worst shows that we will talk about next week. Uh, also, we will do <laughs> our best TV shows, of course. We will talk about movies with that we saw this week and that week. We will not <laughs> talk about <laughs> this week, uh, that week's TV show because uh, we will do uh, the worst and best TV shows. We will talk of maybe some news all right jeremy round um what do we got here there was a a meme a fresh meme on the table from Ma the mm -hmm. master debater have you seen the, this meme yet i have yeah um i think we should watch the video let me get up the video really quick and we can watch it so other other people can know what we're talking about uh, mm -hmm. you see there's a what is that is it a tiktok yep. tiktok i think yeah it is a tiktok yeah all right give me a countdown whenever you're ready in three, two, one, play. Or economic stability. Why can't you have both? You need to pick one. I refuse the question. You can't refuse the question. I do. But you can't. <laughs> but you need to pick one. No, I don't. I just said you did. <laughs> so what? <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> Only one. I don't have to pick one because you can have both. But the answer is that both is not an answer. It's not a valid answer. I reject your question. You can't reject it. I just did. Pick one. I don't have to. That's so fucking funny. Because they're both completely doable. So LGBTQ rights or economic stability? Both. That's not an answer. Yes, it is. LGBTQ rights or economic stability? Uh, and his sandals. Are you trying to troll me? <laughs> no. I'm just wondering which one you like more. I like them both. You can't have both. Yes, you can. Not in this question. <laughs> Too bad. Why are you trolling me? Because I don't have to choose. <laughs> what if I had to ask you gender inclusivity or economic so stability? Funny. You can have both. Why do you make this so difficult? I'm trying <laughs> Why do you make this so difficult? That's not a valid answer. Too bad. I picked them both. I love it's. It is quintessentially oh, so 2023, funny. right there. That's like yes, in a nutshell. Right. in a fucking nutshell. <laughs> I choose them both. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, yep. Yeah. 
the Golden Globes came uh, out this week. Uh, Barbie uh, got uh, the most nominations. I uh, like in- how in this they call it the feminist phenomena. Did they watch yeah. this movie? Okay. I, I don't know. I guess so. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think I have a sneaking suspicion nobody fucking watched it. And everybody was like, oh, Barbie, I know. Yeah. You, know. yeah, you, you, you thought it was all in middle eye. gave it like a 3.5, I think, back back when it, uh, I saw it. Uh, but yeah, Oppenheimer uh, has a close uh, second. I think that is probably more up my book. Killers of the Flower Moon uh, also has a lot, which we're not really surprised by. Um, nope. But if I, I think it goes, in, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot different stuff in the Oscars compared to this, just because there's no. all these movies that are coming out. But I think the Oppenheimer Barbie, you know, the Barbie Heimer phenomenon mm-hmm. is really what's pushing a lot of this stuff. And I don't know, it's a, uh, it's just kind of silly. No hard feelings. Uh, best performance by an actress in a motion picture, Jennifer Lawrence. Really, like I, yeah, yeah. I guess I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of silly. Yeah. Yep. Your turn. Oh right. Um. Let's see. Oh, the Kanye West meltdown on Instagram. We gotta talk about that. Oh my fucking god! When I thought we were done talking about this fucking atrocious little troll. He shows up again and says even more unhinged things. Uh, And he seems to have a crowd of people there around him, so he still has people, like, listening to him or, like, following him or something. It's... It was definitely a manic episode, you could tell. Um, And he wasn't filming himself, it was, like, somebody else filming him. So... Uh, there was definitely some, you know, mental health issues happening here. And but the thing is, there's people like supporting that instead of like helping him, which is the worst part mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, it, I mean, the video is—he's just going on a tirade of thing, like talking about things in a way where he goes on tangents that don't even make sense. At one point, he talks about uh, the pyramids in Missouri, and I look that mm-hmm. up, and there's like a whole conspiracy of uh, it, like um. That's like ancient aliens type conspiracy mm-hmm. about the pyramids in in Missouri. Like he's going down some deep dark uh, internet uh, conspiracy rabbit holes for sure. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was uh, pretty atrociously stupid. And uh, I mean, why give this guy a microphone? I really, really don't understand it. Uh, why did they give him a microphone this whole time? And and it it was clear to me a while ago that they've been covering, they were covering for him, and he was like this for years and years. And now everybody's mm-hmm. turned his back, everybody's turned their back on him. So we're seeing it. But they were covering for this guy for a long time because they were making, he was making them money, and he was already saying this shit years ago. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, the remake of the uh, old Rockstar's GTA tri- trilogy came to Netflix this week. This was such a positive, good little surprise. Uh, so fun. Uh, so this is uh, the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it is now free on, on Netflix. And guess what? They are fucking amazing. Oh, cool. 
Speaking of yeah. Netflix, I, I, I was on Netflix, I was downloading some things, because in the winter my power goes out all the time, so it's good to download some stuff, and they were, mm-hmm. they were like, you should download uh, Farming Simulator, and I was like, um, should I? I don't know. So I went on YouTube and, like, looked up some Farming Simulator 2022 stuff, and I went down a weird rabbit hole, Fro. The okay. Farming Simulator roleplay uh, YouTube videos. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. ended up watching two hours of Farming Simulator roleplay, <laughs> not even on purpose. <laughs> I went in, like, wanting to see, like, the game itself, and then they they, uh... they start doing this, like, where he's like, oh, I'm talking to the guy in the store to to see if I can get, get a good price on this, and it's like, I started thinking, wait, is this part of the gameplay, or is this not? And then I look back, and I'm like, oh, no this price. is like a, this is like a weird role-playing thing that there, and there's tons of them. I, I found this one guy, and mm-hmm. then it started recommending me all these other people. It's like, it's a whole um, community. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Blyer played the new five of Nights uh, at Freddy. Help wanted to, so fun. And, well, he, he played uh, like the, it seems like there's more game. Like I think there's going to be more of it because he seemed like he played that yeah. one mini game, and it seems like there's a bunch of mini games within the game, right? Yeah, yeah. It looked very very interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, it did. I well, it's a good video at, at very least. What else yeah. did I have? Uh, Ruby Frankie's gu- pleaded guilty. Yep. Um. Which they say that she's going to turn... The reason that they she pleaded guilty is that the state are, is going to give her leniency to turn on uh, the other lady. What, what's her name? Uh, the actual right. bad woman. Which we said at the time, we think that this lady may, may have been brainwashed by a cult. Mm-hmm. And in her testimony, Ruby Frankie said... Or her lawyer said, I should say, that um, yeah. she... It, after reflection, realized that she had been brainwashed by this woman. So I don't know if that's mm-hmm. just the lawyer doing his job or if she actually feels that way. But if she does, then, you know, I feel bad for anybody who's been brainwashed by a cult, I guess. No. Uh, the not controversial at all uh, YouTuber Dream uh, came out uh, with a video. Uh, he has gotten a lot of allegations against him. Uh, and he gave out a video called The Truth. It is one, one and a half hour long, so I don't uh, blame people for not watching it. It has three million views already. Uh, what did you hear about this? Uh, that he was just defending himself and denying all the yeah. ac- accusations. That's just what I yeah. heard. He denied everything. All accusations. So we'll see what comes out of it. Like I said in the past, there's so many different accusations. You, there's not one you can really pinpoint or like nail down and say this mm-hmm. one's real or anything. So I don't know. The whole thing is kind of um, up in the air just because there's so much. Uh, there's just so much there, and nobody's mm-hmm. really saying, "Oh, this is the thing he did bad." This this you right. know. So that's the hard part about this situation. Yeah. Have you heard of Bevo? I've seen a lot of British YouTubers talking about this guy, Bevo. What's Bevo? Apparently his name is Brandon Beavis, and he's gotten famous for swallowing things. Swallowing food, specifically. Like, he does TikTok, and he doesn't chew his food well enough, and that's why he's famous. Oh. 
So he he'll okay. like, oh, I'm having I'm having dinner, and he'll like review the food. But the thing that got him famous is that like, there's one video where he ate a whole potato basically like one of those little mini potatoes that you get like mm. you know what i mean he didn't chew it he just straight up swallowed it and now that's like his mm -hmm. thing and he's gotten super famous and in, in the uk specifically and everybody thinks at some point this guy is just going to choke to death doing a tiktok video and die so mm. uh jonathan mayor uh uh got convicted as guilty of uh, harassment and assault mm -hmm. against his ex-girlfriend. Uh, we talked and, about that uh, Marvel, in the past. Yeah, and Marvel dropped him like he thought. <sighs> yeah, he he was in the uh, uh, the Ro Rocky movie, Creed. He was in the new Creed movie also, which yeah. Um, yeah. wasn't very good to begin with. So, yeah, no. it was definitely a quick rise and fall for that guy, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even barely see the rise. That's how quick it was. Uh, <laughs> let's see what... I guess... Uh, Twitch... Oh, the Twitch rule changes. Yeah, there was that. Oh, my they, God. They changed Jesus the rules Christ. and then changed them back, right? That's what I heard. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, uh, they allowed more or less porn on uh, their site, and they went back on it. I Yeah, I... I had no problem with the rule changes. I thought the no. initial rule changes were good, to be honest. And then yeah, people complained yeah. about it, which I was like, it seems like Why you're going you against your own that? interests here as if you, you were a Twitch creator, right? That you want, I want more rules exactly. around like these kind of things, which are just silly to begin with. Uh, I guess they just don't like boobs. We hate boobs. That's, I, that's my only thought there. Yeah, as someone that is a big uh, profounder of boob boobs, I, uh, I, yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, I almost think that some people were saying, oh, they want to compete with OnlyFans, and I almost think that mm. might be a little bit correct, but that's not a bad thing either, right? Yeah. So we talked about the completionist. I can't believe that we're still fucking talking about this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, I talked about last time that uh, he uh, threatened to sue uh, both uh, uh, Mudahar and Carl. Uh, they, uh, because of that, they released the whole call unedited uh, on their site to prove what a fucking bastard this guy is. Jesus Christ, talking about being a creator that was loved and lost everything. Uh, yeah, I never knew about him before the yeah. controversy, so I don't know. I guess I just wasn't in that world, so yeah. Um, it. I honestly thought that the apology was good. I don't know what everybody was complaining mm -hmm. about. Uh, the, I thought the apology uh, was a good apology. <laughs> yeah, the ending where he threatens them by suing them. Is what uh, a lot of people are having problems with. I, yeah, sure, but it's not... Hit. He's saying that the organization is going to sue them, which that is, okay. you know, as a charitable organization, if you're being defamed, that's kind of, like, necessary. So, I don't know. That's that's just the way mm. I feel about it. If they did actually defame him is another question. I don't dispute that they didn't or did. I don't know. Right, yeah. Um, We're not lawyers. Did you see the Civil War trailer? There's I a lot of controversy not. around this. It's a A24. We like A24, uh -huh. right? Yeah, loved A24. This is apparently a movie about 
uh, the American Civil War, and it's created by a guy who's not American, starring Kirsten Dunst. So, give me a countdown. If I like, I like Alex Garland. He's mm-hmm. a good uh, director. Okay, well, there's controversy around oh. this for sure on both sides of the, okay. you know, yeah. So, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued so it's the purge. <laughs> well, yeah, except for yeah, except for instead of it being lines of like uh, economic, because the purge is like rich people versus poor people. Yeah, this is like on political lines, like Republican versus Democrat kind of thing. <laughs> Citizens of America, the so-called... That sounds like Pence, right? Of Texas and oh, Deadline. Oh, I like him. Yeah, he's usually a comedy actor, but... Yeah. I think he does... He looks like president. I never thought of him that way, but... Yeah. ...the use of airstrikes against American citizens. Can you see why there's okay. some controversy around this movie, Frog? <laughs> no! I don't understand that. <laughs> you said uh, ironically... What is this? Every time I survived the war song, I thought I was taking it away. Don't do that. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? You... I love that guy. Okay. That actor. What's his name? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, yeah. Kind of... he's got a he's... weird name. That's why I never remember. But he's so know. he's so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, this will not be controversial. I already saw some people talking about it, and it the trailer like barely came out. I think it came out last week, right? Yeah, last week, one week ago. I'm not hanging back. Oh, see, under God. And it kind of looks like a good action movie too, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it's a trailer, so it's hard to really tell. But. And I like the Christian dance. Yeah, there's a bunch of good actors in it. I like that yeah. the old guy. He's really good too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't understand why this is controversial. Puff puff. <laughs> Experience it in IMAX, bro. If you want to do that. Mm-hmm. No thanks. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch it at home. Okay, uh, this has been a crazy episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week with another countdown. It's the final countdown. The last show of the year next week. Yep. Okay. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry take Christmas. And Merry Yule, Yule times. And uh, take care of you and your family. Eat good food because that's what you do during Christmas. Uh, even my watch uh, thought so, uh, plinging and making noise <laughs> at the end of the podcast. But we're not going to edit this, so fuck it. Goodbye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.